Welcome to another edition of Molly and Pete Save Everything. I'm Pete. I'm Molly. And this is a podcast where we used to just talk about Hallmark Christmas movies, but we tried to watch a Hallmark Christmas movie in July and we were bored with it. So now this is a podcast just about everything. (laughs) Right? Yeah. As we know, it's Lollapalooza weekend. If uh, you spent any time downtown, you know this because you see the throngs of people everywhere. Coming to to WGN, I had to wade through it and um everyone just has their lollapalooza costume on and lots of yeah like girls still looking boho like still these lollapalooza costumes have not changed in 10 years yeah i've noticed yesterday i took the i after work i was i worked late and then i took the train just as lollapalooza was letting out so the train was packed and it was they had to wait for four trains to go by before i can squeeze on one Mm -hmm. And every person that I was around had glitter <laughs> on their face. When we were at Pitch for a couple weeks ago and there was glitter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who's the glitter band yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, I think every band at Lollapalooza is glitter. I mean, is it the, a glitter band? Yeah, I think so. And and I noticed the fanny packs. <laughs> on the, the, the one arm the slung one arm, over. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, was the, that was the trend that at Pitch was work. The trend. Like one person did it and everybody else, cop- everybody exactly. else copied. Well, there's still a lot of dudes wearing the basketball jerseys. I know mm-hmm. Justin Kaufman always talks about this. Yeah. So I was seeing the basketball jerseys and they also wear bandanas around their head too. Mm-hmm. That's the other like, but um, I'd sent you a photo. I'll post it on Instagram of a kid, a kid in front of me wearing a spin doctors, gin blossoms and cracker concert t-shirts <laughs> at like 1994 tour. Yeah. yeah. Was that ironic? <laughs> was it from his grandparents? Closet? <laughs> I will say though, ye- yesterday I was, I was mixed emotions because part of me, I was leaving work and I was like, Oh my God, I hate all these people. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to walk. They're all drunk and high. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of me was like, you know what? They're just kids. They're having fun. This is what I would be doing. You know, like there's no difference. They're just, yeah. out, they're out having fun, enjoying the strokes. Yeah. So I was like, you know, to fine. And then are the strokes playing or is that just like the no. band? You <laughs> no, they played last night. Huh. They were like the headliner last night. We were at work. We were talking about just being annoyed with being down here during Lollapalooza. And my assistant mentioned that like, you know, everybody's really young um, and she's like 26 and they feel really young to her. And, and they're all dr- drunk. And she's like, how do they get, <laughs> how are they drunk? And I was like, don't they go to Grant Park? <laughs> don't they always like say stories about how they go to Grant Park before the the festival and bury <laughs> bottles? They still didn't bury the bottles in the park. Was that ever even a thing? Is that just like an urban legend? Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I definitely felt yeah. old knowing that. <laughs> yeah. You know, Remember that? last the week before he'd go to the park and bury your Jack Daniels bottle yeah, and then yeah. just buy Cokes at the at the fest. Are they are the kids doing that? I don't yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I'm walking home, I'm like yeah, ha- you know, irritated. I'm like, ah, oh, get out of my way. I hate the kid, these children. <laughs> um so I'm walking by the Chicago Theater, actually like on Lake Street, and on on Lake Street, just before you get to State Street. That's usually where the park, the tour buses and whatnot, and they have a section always blocked off, and that's where fans kind of gather. So when the artist who's playing at the the Chicago Theater comes off the, the stage and goes into the tour bus, they can mingle with their fans. 
So I'm irritated by all these kids. And then I walk by the uh, Chicago theater, the side, and there's like 40 old dudes <laughs> waiting in a line. And the first like five people had stacks of records. Oh, my gosh. Eight, ten records. Oh, my gosh. Waiting for Brian Ferry <laughs> to come out and sign their stuff. <laughs> And I was like, this is way worse yeah, than anybody that's at Lollapalooza. <laughs> like, what kind of grown adult would wait for Brian Ferry to well, come I sign their for Brian Ferry with the, the dork that comes up to him with 10 records to sign. <laughs> and does he sign the same? Or does he say, oh, can you sign one? This for Rob, yeah. this one for Tom. Or does he say, like, to sign it to me, all 10 of them? I'm just, I've just never been into autographs. I just don't really like... Sometimes like if you get a book signed by an author and they write something clever, like, I like that. I think, like, mm-hmm. that's special. Yeah. But just, like, getting... Somebody to signature, the, yeah, like, Brian Ferry signature on a Roxy Music that. record. And does Brian Ferry do that? I seem he seems too cool to yeah. to wade outside the nerds waiting for him <laughs> to sign an album. Ugh, <laughs> it's a tough life. <laughs> um, last week we went to uh, Wicker Park Festival, which is you know one of the many street festivals here it seems each week there is a new fe- you know a new street is blocked off mm-hmm. where people can eat meat on a public <laughs> way and we went to it because a band that i like was playing at the perfect time for any concert <laughs> 4:45 in the afternoon all concerts should be at 4:45 in the afternoon yeah we never like there's all these like lollapalooza after shows like we were watching a video of like death cab for cutie that looked fun and playing it much playing like a small venue and other people from bands were there but start like it started at nine <laughs> no i think it started at 11 oh I th- I think doors <laughs> oh doors were at nine <laughs> yeah. i was thinking like they you know they probably didn't go on until 11 or 12 yeah. no i can't do that <laughs> no. i remember we went to one we went to a pitchfork after show yeah i can't remember who played but hannibal burris the comedian was on and the... I, we were falling asleep i was falling asleep <laughs> yeah because we sat in seats of course <laughs> It was really comfortable, so yeah, we both were dozed. We both dozed off. <laughs> Romance. <laughs> so, the thing that w- that stood out uh, mostly about the uh, seeing the show at four forty five mm-hmm. again, the perfect time to see any rock concert. It's what makes street festivals worth anything. Yeah, you yeah. can see a band that you like in when it's light out. And there's like between bands, there's some music playing and the the people, there's kind of people hanging out at the front of the stage, but, you know, not a big crowd or anything like that. When it was like super loud, like EDM music, crazy loud. Like if we were in like a hostage situation or something and they were trying to like (laughs) play something to make (laughs) us leave the house. (laughs) <laughs> or make yeah. our our kidnappers or whatever leave the house. Yeah, this is what this they is what do. they would play. So, yeah, it's torture. <laughs> yeah, it was how torture. They torture people. Yeah, um, and so yeah, so most people were a little bit away from the stage. So I don't know. There was like twenty or thirty people just kind of milling about, waiting for the the band to start. And when we noticed a group of four or five mm-hmm. people, randos. In a, were they dudes? I always, no, I, there was a girl. Was three a girl. Du- it was four people, three dudes and a girl. In their circle, playing hacky sack. In the, <laughs> in middle, the middle of in everything. The, in the middle of the street as people are trying to go get up to the band. Taking up a lot of space. And, might I mention, horrible at hacky sack. <laughs> like one kick and it's 
down done. like yeah. every time just yeah. one and done <laughs> it wasn't even exciting to watch it oh my god like how oh my god it's 30 volleys or whatever they yeah. call it and then the band comes on and starts playing and then the more people start coming in to see the band because you know the you know, whatever the music's playing and so it's starting to fill in a lot and the people are just still hacky sackying is that it was that hacky sackying <laughs> Hacky sacking. Hacky sacking. <laughs> yeah. Like no consideration for what, like they are oblivious to a, there's a band playing, there's fans there that came specifically yeah. for this band and they're hacky sacking. Yeah. So it eventually did end and they said their goodbyes to each other and they were like, oh yeah, this is really great. You know, they like, none of them knew each other. Just how did this, how did this form? So this makes us think, is hacky sack a thing? Yeah, this is again? a new segment. We're going to break in a new segment. So is segment. this a thing? So how will people let us know if this is a thing or not? <laughs> they can uh, email you. <laughs> no, I don't know. They can tell us uh, via Twitter. Molly or... at Molly and Pete save everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, We'll have to figure those details out later. So, yeah. So uh, we were wondering, is hacky sack still a thing? Because then we had another friend who was at the show, too, standing in a different spot. And on her Instagram stories, she posted somebody playing hacky sack, a different person playing hacky sack. So this led us to believe this might be a thing. So I did some research, went to the Wikipedia page (laughs) for hacky sack. And uh, first thing that comes up, it says hacky sack. And then it says for the basketball strategy, see hack a shack. (laughs) <laughs> not to be confused with hack and sack <laughs> so hacky sack is a typical freestyle foot bag a foot bag is a term for a small round bag filled with dry grain e.g rice or sand which is kicked into the air as part of a competitive game or as a display of dexterity hacky sack is the name of a brand of foot bag popular in the 1970s wow it's currently owned by whammo which has since become a generic trademark. So as I'm researching these things, look up the history about when it started, and it dates back a long way, but then it pretty much stops in the 70s, and then it picks up a little bit in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s, uh-huh. and then I couldn't find anything else about Hacky Sack. I, I clicked on news, news about Hacky Sack, and it was all about <laughs> the Tiger Woods commercial from 20 years ago when he Hacky Sack. Well, I mean, I think we'll know if we never see it again, that it wasn't a thing. So then I was looking up the Guinness Book of World's Records. All the records are 1997, 1995. Mm-hmm. The real Haggis like 1995, heyday. 1998. Did you know that the men's single footbag, Chris Crepo, he kicked a total of 77,842 times. His total time was eight hours and 22 oh minutes. Gosh. Those guys with their one yeah. hit. I think we should vote first, and mm-hmm. then people can tell us via Twitter. Okay. At Peter Zim, at La Familia Green, if hacky sack is a thing. So, Molly, is hacky sack still a thing? I think no. I think it was an isolated incident. Just the one person? Yeah. And just a coincidence that there were two people right there doing it. I am also going to vote no. I would say that, I mean, like, if this is just an extension of 90s nostalgia being trendy. Could be on the way up. And it was varying ages. It was an old guy. 
It was a it was a guy wearing. He looked really uncomfortable. He was wearing like a tight shirt and tight jeans, and he had a camera. <laughs> he looked. It was just. It was really hot. Yeah, and jeans. Not yes. good, not good for. No, they didn't have for, any movement. Yeah, no movement to your. If you want a hacky sack, the yeah, old dude fitting. had just shorts on, no shirt. <laughs> kind of like sort of a hippie young girl so that kind of fits with it okay now the bigger question is did hacky sack ever go away because there's there's still like these holdout areas like where i went to high school in the suburbs it's like kids driving their hand-me-down mercedes with grateful dead stickers on the back Mm -hmm. and that like still goes 20 years later it's still like that like there's just these like pockets where it never changes where there's still nostalgia for for that i don't know like is it is it on is it around college campuses? Should we? Should I? Maybe. Should I hang around Loyola University? <laughs> do some research. Just hang around the quad. See if I can see anybody doing. Or that anything. area where they have like food trucks by the train, or people doing hacky yeah, sack. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if I see it again, I'm going to be like, okay, this is a thing. Okay, but I but think maybe it just exists in pockets. Okay, so you vote no. We were just unfortunately in the middle of one of I them. I vote no. And you can tell us what you think. Okay. If you, if, uh, are you seeing hacky sack? Are you seeing hacky sack? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, and if you want. And do you live in Chicago? Like, where do you live that you're seeing hacky yeah, sack? Are you in Chicago? Are you in the suburbs? Are you mm-hmm. not in this area at all? And, and if there's any other topic that you want us to delve into, if mm-hmm. you're wondering if it's still a thing, yep. you can, you can tell us and we'll, we'll do all the research for you. So we, we need to do a running update because we ran the randy walker 5k on sunday and up in evanston it was a delightful race i recommend it to anybody it was next year and i don't i don't not familiar with randy walker but he seemed like a good guy he had a dog named magic that he liked to walk Mm -hmm. and he seemed very inspiring and like before it was just like i don't know it was just like a nice group of people everything was sort of touching the speeches Mm -hmm. and the national anthem before and um you felt like you're part of that community yeah it was so, yeah it was, it was really a good nice. race so you um you had a wonderful race you did your uh, you had a pr i did it's a personal record yep and i came in second, second in my age group and you won a hat i won a hat and a bag and a northwestern yeah. bag and i left the hat on for a long time and i said it was like in it's a wonderful life when zuzu won't put her um flower away <laughs> And then you fell asleep and I put your hat away <laughs> on the side of the bed. It's a fun race and I was I was looking forward to it because you you end on the field. You mm-hmm. end, you you run through the, you know, the quaint Evanston neighborhoods and then you end coming into Ryan Field. Yeah. And Willie though Willie the Wildcat, Wildcat cheers you on cheers at the end. On. Yeah, but you finished so fast that they didn't even have anything set up. No, it was a little loose with the like it was like they were surprised that a race was happening. Like, Whoa, they're finishing already. Let's play the music. When, uh, yeah, like they weren't playing music. They weren't calling out names yet. And you can, you could watch. I've never had this happen in a race before, but you can watch the video of yourself finishing, which is amazing. And so I, you know, I see myself like coming around the bend, going fast. And then I see myself slow down at the end. I'm like, I can't do that anymore. And then I look at my watch right away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's no, my mom is cheering, but like. They didn't have their act together by that point. And then when I found out that I came in second, I'm like, I want you know, like, is there going to be an award ceremony? <laughs> They're like, yeah, they will be. You're going to get medals. And um, you just have to wait till after the kids race. And so and then when another person told me there's an awards tent, but we never we could never find that. I mean, so we um, 
we just sat there and waited for a long time. And then I saw people lining up at a tent and getting things, or they had been lining up at a tent getting things. And I went over and they're like, yeah, this is for people who, who placed in their age groups. And I was like, oh, I came in second. <laughs> I'm like, are you having an awards ceremony? You asked them if they were having an awards ceremony. Yes. And they were like, no, you, here's your hat. <laughs> oh, no. But oh, going back to like coming into the field. So like you start in the parking lot and so then when you're coming, you then it's just a loop and you hit three in the parking lot. And so you still got that point one. So there's the clock from the start. And so I saw my time. I mean, I was watching my time on my watch, but then I saw like the, you know, the official time. And I was like, oh, gosh, I got to I got to book it to get this time that I wanted. And so you but when you go into the field, it's sort you of said, like an, you said book it, yeah, book it. <laughs> Is that still a thing? That seems like a thing from the 80s. <laughs> so it's kind of a narrow just pedestrian entrance yeah. into the field, sort of a sharp turn. Mm-hmm. And there's some guy going really slow in front of me and taking up a lot of space. And I'm like, this dude's in my way. I'm not going to get my time. So I just start yelling, I'm going I'm <laughs> I don't know. It, I feel like it was polite the way I said it. And also saving him, me from like hitting yeah, him too. Yeah. And he's, why is he going so slow? We're at the end. And he's yeah. like, obviously like, was he cheating? The, one of the first finishers. Yeah. So, and uh, so I was like, I'm going to come in on your left. <laughs> Let me buy. <laughs> and, <laughs> I got to win the Randy Walker 5K. <laughs> I love that you I love that you asked if there was an award ceremony. Like there, it was at the end of Wimbledon when they bring out the whole stage <laughs> and a bunch of people get in a big circle, all the dignitaries. <laughs> and I like the the royalty of Evanston makes like <laughs> small talk to the ball kids. <laughs> And I bite my medal and put my I put my Rolex on. <laughs> the reason we did this race too, is, well, one, it's we live near Evanston, so and you know you're training for a marathon, and I my it seems to be I I found my distance is three point <laughs> one miles and nothing more. You belong to the Glen Glens. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, a world renowned running club, <laughs> and I don't I don't know exactly what the deal is. But apparently, if you run these circuit races, of which this Northwestern race mm-hmm. was, you get points mm-hmm. of some sort. Yep. I don't know what the points are for. <laughs> I don't know who we're against. I don't know how they're being tabulated. I don't. I don't. But these are I know, all good questions. <laughs> but I know that that you, there's a, if there's a Kara circuit race, you have to run it, and you get points of some yep. sort. Yeah. Can you explain the points? I, I can explain the little. <laughs> I don't understand. We went, and then I get into it because it's like, oh, point, all right, points. I want points. Well, point, it's point, been point, pointed point, out point, to point. you that your age is valuable to us. Like we get, I don't like it's an underrepresented age group, and so you have you're of more value to us. <laughs> but it, I just, I'm in a more common age group. To what end? Like what? So that we can maybe become an eighth place. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you're against fleet feet. Yeah. So and- it's. We're, there's 11 teams and we're like a Kara neighborhood running club or not. It's not running club, running group. Mm-hmm. And um, there's different running groups across the city. There's a Logan Square one. There's, I don't know, I guess like Roscoe Village. There's mm-hmm. Lincoln Park. There's different running groups that are affiliated with Kara. And so then Kara has these circuit races that are maybe the there's Kara like, is the Chicago Area Runners right, Association. Which is a nonprofit that takes care of the running path mm-hmm. and runners. And it's who I'm training with for the marathon. And so they have these circuit races, like maybe a race every month. We did one in July. We did the Soldier Field uh, 10 Miler was one of them. The marathon is one. So we are 
on the circuit in that we, yeah, we get these points, but we're up against some really big teams. So we've kind of realized like we're not going to win it. So we're up who, against these sort of like elite teams. So we're going to be the best of the bottom half <laughs> of it. Because you have, it's like the Elmhurst Running Club, the Evanston Running yeah. Club, Oak Park, Fleet Feet, Oak yeah. Park. So it's big clubs. I mean, there's like, we're just a little neighborhood. We're small and mighty. We're just a little yeah. neighborhood group. But yeah, we're and determined. Have, yeah, and you have and we L- have a, a strong leader that pushes us to get yeah. points. And every, you have ton of really good runners. Yeah. But I don't – and we like um, one of my friends, is she's going to maybe place in her age group by the end. Overall, women's times were like in a good spot. So, so when the season ends, whenever that is mm-hmm. – what happens I when think there's medals? Are there are medals? Well, is there an award? I'm unclear is there an award this. ceremony? I'm both unclear on what points lead to, and so I mean, pride is at stake too. But I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm unclear what points lead to, and I'm unclear how you get points too. <laughs> so, there's something. So why am I obsessed with these points? <laughs> you you've gotten me obsessed with these points. It's for something time. to run for. You feel like you're part of something else. <laughs> like these fools are just out here out here running for. Like fun, they're not getting points for this because there's there's another one in August 11th. Mm-hmm. It's like the Big Ten 10K, yeah, which uh, I don't really want to do. No, it's something it's a, I would never want. No, that sounds like a nightmare to it's me. Just a, you know, I for you it's fine because you could run. You run six miles, like it's nothing. Oh, I just meant, I was just thinking doing like a big, big Ten race on it, <laughs> but it's part of the Kara circuit. And I was like, oh my god, we got to run. We got to. I'm gonna have to train for a 10K. <laughs> we got to get points. We got to get points. That's all I'm thinking about is getting these points for well, for what? And I was like, all right, let's chill for. A <laughs> minute there's other running i need to be doing we're all going to be okay we don't have these points and so i mean and and the glen glens and i'm not even really a part of the glen glens yes you are you're on our team you don't run with us i don't but run you're on, you're i mean because you guys you guys are really you guys get you up. deal with us a lot <laughs> you get up in the morning you run and yeah i realize that at the glen glens the running club is it's like three percent group running group excuse me is like 3% running and the re- <laughs> 97% talking about it. <laughs> that might be true. All the talking about other things too. So we've, uh, we're kind of crime fighters and, and, um, or mystery solvers yeah. or we caught a marathon cheater mm-hmm. earlier this year. And some of you might know we get eggplants dropped off at our house and we're on the case for that. We just had one, a new one this week. Yeah. We were really excited because Pete's Pizza <laughs> nearby was shut down and it was a big pizza scandal in, in Edgewater. And we were like, oh, we got to figure this out. Well, it turns out it was just they hadn't paid their state taxes. Oh, it's is that what it was? Back up. It was real, oh. we, were, we were really bummed today that that's all oh, that, that happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a serious yeah. thing, I guess. There's actually one of the Glen Glenners. Her husband is a police officer. <laughs> we don't we don't need him. We're just doing this on our own. Oh. But it's nice to know we have him if we need him. <laughs> Sorry, Chief. I can't go. I do my duty. I got to work on this Glen Glen's I've gotta, uh, project. I've got to go dust for fingerprints on this eggplant. <laughs> like most of the time, you're up in home before I'm even you're run, you've run your 15 miles or whatever before I'm even up. So mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't deal with any of the running. I just deal with the aftermath <laughs> of the running, the talking about the talking about the points, talking yeah. about the pace, talking yeah. about the, the plans for the next day, who's <laughs> yeah. running. But then it's also just like what is happening that day too. <laughs> what a, but it's a good group, and I we're I, friends. <laughs> you are friends, and I do feel, although I don't run with you, I do feel like I am a, an honorary, yeah. an honorary Glen Glen. Or well, I'm a, really thankful for them. I really like. I used to always run alone, and now I'm running with people, and. 
I mean, one reason I ran alone is because I was trying to run hard and fast, and it's hard to find somebody who's willing to do that with you. Yeah. So I'm thankful to have that and to be challenged in that way. And then it's also when you're an adult, it's it's hard to like make new friends too. Yeah. So I really I'm thankful a, for I that. I've made a new friend since <laughs> 1991. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I, actually, I did. I Matthew was my yeah. was my new friend, but we've I was, also made, it was forced also, in, onto me uh, upon me in a radio bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we made dogs have led us to new friends. That, oh, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I guess you just sort of like you find your lane, and whoever else is like into that thing, then they then you join together that way and become friends. <laughs> and one of uh, one of the Glenglens has helped us on our recently we've we've become vegan. Mm-hmm. You've been you've been a vegetarian for most of your time, adult yeah. life. I've been a vegetarian for I have eight years or so. But then recently, I just started reading tons and stuff about you know dairy, and I was like, you know, like we we don't eat feeling that guilty about it. Yeah, I was just feeling guilty about what the the treatment, and I was like, we this is cruelty. We need to try to end mm-hmm. dairy in our lives as well. And one of the Glen Glens is also vegan, so mm-hmm. she's kind of helped you it's out. It's nice so, to have a resource. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been experience. We, we've been practicing veganism for since the beginning of June. And your parents are very supportive of you. But I had to come out to them as a vegan. <laughs> I was very stressed about it. They're very supportive, but then I just so there's Sometimes we there's what we feel like is vegan shaming and we just we're putting it on ourselves. So you just kind of feel extra when you go like this week we went out to dinner and I was ordering rice and I asked like what it was cooked in because sometimes rice is cooked in chicken stock and Mm -hmm. the waitress looked at me like that was the craziest thing she's ever heard. And when you go somewhere that's not super vegan friendly, you have to, which is a lot of places, Mm -hmm. even when things are vegetarian, they're far from being vegan and you have to like be complicated about things or we feel like we are and so we try to like i'm sorry uh, 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 or like oh i'm vegan so this is gonna be you know i mean some a lot of places you go now have vegan things or they say like are there any allergies and they can direct you but there's we feel shame there's a certain shame that it's attached to it and so i kind of felt like i didn't want to be extra like i'm already with like my family who are not you know who eat everything they're just, yeah they're eaters um <laughs> omnivores like, yeah um i already make things complicated and i didn't want to seem like they think i don't eat anything anyway so like when we go over there for thanksgiving that your mom puts out a tremendous yeah. spread so like cheese enchiladas yeah they do a great job of well i like i of helping us be vegetarians yeah. i mean i was vegetarian but i also had like some other <laughs> dietary mm-hmm. restrictions and so everything i don't know was always just felt complicated i'm like oh i'm adding another le- level adding another layer of complications to this so i felt like yeah i had had to come yeah. out to them as yeah, vegan and they you, were very accepting they were, they were accepting. very supportive <laughs> of their child and <laughs> i'm very proud of you lovey for coming out thank you i know it takes a, it takes a lot and and uh it's great that your parents are so supportive of your desire is to not eat meat or dairy. We were even hesitant to talk about it here because yeah, nobody wants to. We're hear so about annoying. It. We're just talking about cats running and <laughs> <laughs> being vegan. But you know, there's there's some people that are annoying that the, any yeah. chance they can get, they're going to bring up their vegan mm-hmm. or any chance. Uh, um, you know, I'm too good. I don't eat meat or whatever. Yeah. And I, we want to be good examples. We wish more people. I mean, I'll, 
more and more people are and it's becoming a lot easier we wish more people were but yeah like you we've had some def- some like deflating defeating moments where we go and we can't there's like nothing that mm-hmm. we can eat and so you decide like okay am i gonna bend the rules or do we just like sadly leave and we've had some sad meals or left. Yeah. The big issue for me was, I mean, I used to have an egg every day. I used to have uh, string cheese and such. And I don't miss any of that. But the thing that was really hard for me was finding the perfect uh, creamer to put in my mm, coffee. Yes. <laughs> have you heard about this? <laughs> um, so after much experimentation with uh, various uh half and halves creams mm-hmm. uh sweetener of such we finally found the gold mine yep <laughs> the, the target almond milk creamer sweetener and i cannot get enough i go through <laughs> like four bottles a week in this i it's like i'm a druggie or something well, I, looked, or I, I was concerned about the amount of sugar it had so i was looking at the label now and i was like you know there's 64 servings in this <laughs> <laughs> just like week. they must be 64 drops because it's <laughs> it's not that big of a bottle no but i can't imagine getting 64 of anything out of that bottle i feel like it might be one of the, like the seinfeld fat-free yogurt i feel like there's dairy in here somehow <laughs> it's, too good. it's too good i wish we you remember like there was that thing a few years ago where they like pictograms or something like where you could take words that you used maybe in facebook and it would show like the word you use the, the most word was cloud or a word cloud that's yeah. what it was yeah word cloud Ours, yours would be creamer <laughs> Or, talk, al- or non or almond milk cream. I do talk about it a lot. I don't talk about it anymore because we've we've. Found, yeah, but you're always needing more of it. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I kind of never I, enough. I, I kind of even like embarrassed about how much I use. So I, like I'll go on the sly. You'll go grocery shopping and then like I'll go. I'll sneak a trip to Target and, <laughs> and get one because I don't want you to know how much cream I'm <laughs> taking in. Shame. I find all these like empty bottles in your closet in your office. It's so good. If you're thinking about uh, getting rid of dairy, may it's I recommend? Silk. I think, right? Silk. Silk uh, yeah. almond milk creamer or yeah. whatever. It's, uh, uh, mwah. <laughs> it's so good. Well, speaking of groceries, one thing we noticed where that came up that we're like, hmm, what should we talk about in the podcast? This is a real, this is a real interesting one. When you go to the grocery store and you're, you're, there's no bagger and your groceries are like piling up, do you help the checker bag the groceries? Mm-hmm. I'm always uncomfortable in that situation because mm-hmm. I don't know what, what is the proper play? Do you, it's piling up. I, you know, I see that the empty bag is right there. Mm-hmm. Just like go and help him out, or is he, the person going to be mad at me for do? That's my bag. <laughs> Give me that. You know, I know how to do it. Yeah. Where he's a professional. Are you insulting them? Or are you? Or do they appreciate it? Yeah. The last time we went, there wasn't a big line behind us, and yeah. I feel like maybe if the line was kind of building up and just you know expedite things, you know, he'd appreciate the help. But I, I just never know. I can like. I kind of look at the person to see if, like, you know, gives me a nod or something. Like, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, go ahead. You can do it. I so you can know. also let us know on Twitter. You feel yeah. About d- this. If do you when you're at the checkout and there's groceries piling up and your bag is laying flat there, being unused, do mm-hmm. you actually pick it up and put you start bagging your own groceries? You think like, yes, of course you do. That's what yeah, but they, sometimes they're like annoyed that you're doing it wrong. Right. Or, they say, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not. You're. Oh my! Did you see him put the fruit at the bottom? <laughs> what an idiot! You know, I feel like they're talking about like, when they leave. They they're making fun of you for bagging improperly. Yeah. So yeah, let us know if uh, <laughs> or if you work at a grocery store, you've got some insider. Oh yeah, they tell the real stories. 
So yeah, let us know if uh, you think it's okay to to bag your own groceries uh, when there's nobody there to help you out. All right, we have just a couple other things we want to get to, and one this week was that here at WGN they did headshots, mm-hmm. um, and maybe like last week, last week, yeah. Um, and so you got the proofs back. And they sent you everything. They didn't mm-hmm. just send you the good ones. They sent the good and the bad <laughs> ones. A couple of weeks ago, we get an email from the marketing promotions team that like, hey, 1245 next Tuesday, we're going to do your headshots. And I'm like, headshots? What do I need headshots for? It seems silly. <laughs> like, do I need headshots? I'm like, all right, sure. I'll get my picture taken. <laughs> and I was kind of nervous about it because... As you know, I'm not a good picture taker. I have a weird face. <laughs> no, you don't have a weird face. You make a weird face. <laughs> like I don't know how to smile correctly. Like, I don't have you, a... It's like my advice for cat fosters that I work with is take a lot of photos. It's the same with you. Take a lot of photos and you'll have a good <laughs> Eventually one. Eventually <laughs> one will come. Yeah, because I don't, I don't feel comfortable getting my picture taken. I don't have a, like a go-to look. So I was excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get these professional headshots next time I like try out to be a model we'll have them at the ready so or if you need um if you go to like a diner or the dry cleaner or something and they want to put your eight by ten up <laughs> yeah like steve delinsky's and every restaurant yeah or we should just start taping them up to restaurants that we like <laughs> and so yeah i was excited so we, we take the pictures and the way we did we did it back in the performance studio at wgn uh, so i was i was uncomfortable there was like four people i had makeup like they mm-hmm. did makeup uh so Turn left, turn right, lift your leg up. I'm like, oh, I can barely lift <laughs> this my leg. This is my favorite. <laughs> There's a photo the of me like straining. really struggling. You can see like the my neck muscles or my neck. Don't you know I'm a 5K runner? <laughs> I want to be flexibility left. Oh, I'm trying to lift my... So we get the Tabitha in the marketing department. She uh, sends over. She's like, hey, I got your headshots. I'm like, oh, this is great. I looked through the first 10 of them. My eyes are closed in every single one. <laughs> They're of so them. funny. I couldn't, I was laughing so hard. I mean, I'm like, don't you, I mean, did she just like take them and like send them? Like, I, I was, I was thinking that perhaps maybe she would look through them, edit them, yeah. and maybe send me the three best ones. But you got I, all the outtakes, I got, I got like the bloopers. <laughs> I got a huge blooper reel. <laughs> I, most of them, I have my eyes are closed <laughs> or I'm making some sort of karate chop move. Or you have a weird smile. I think there's like two that are that I would be okay showing to the public. Yeah. Um, so on Instagram this week, I just I made a joke. I took the best three of my with me with my eyes closed. And, and we thought it was hilarious. We thought these, these are terrible photos. This is hilarious. <laughs> right. I feel I, I'm so grateful that it got I got the bad photos because um, what am I going to do with the really, yeah. what am I going to do with the but you got great yeah. Instagram stories. <laughs> so I, I went to my Instagram and I was like, help me decide my my new uh, headshot people got to vote between the three ones and there was the third one which was particularly bad i'm kind of like <laughs> posing you know <laughs> with my with my eyes closed and so that pretty much won and uh so this week i ran into elif who produces john williams show and uh she was asking me about the headshots because she was she was on vacation so she missed them she's getting hers like next week and she's like what what's what was with those pictures <laughs> and i was like what like my eyes were closed and she's like, oh, yeah, I didn't vote because I wasn't sure if, like, you had surgery. <laughs> so now we're worried about who else was just yeah. concerned yeah. about you and thought these were, like, legitimate like, these are, like, I mean, cause I'm sure there's people on Instagram that don't really know me. Maybe that's how they think I look. I don't know. 
But anyway, so I, I thought it was funny that LF asked me if I had surgery. She didn't want to vote because she was, she was afraid to offend me because I, she thought I might have had surgery on my face of some sort. But um, as it turns out, I have two oh, good. really uh, fine pictures. Of- you make trading cards. <laughs> All right, so we got to we have to wrap up with um, a next door update. That's right. If you've been on the internet in the past uh, couple of years, you know that there there's these neighborhood groups, uh, next door, and on Facebook, you know there's various friends of, friends of whatever, what city yeah. you live in, what neighborhood you live in. We live in Edgewater, but we belong to Rogers Park adjacent. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we're in the the Rogers Park um, neighborhood group. So the first one I, I noticed that I liked was. Warning. Uh-oh, what's going on? Baby skunk spotted on Pratt headed oh. towards Ashland. <laughs> oh, all right. For, what are you telling people? You need to kidnap it? If you're walking that way, there's a... Keep your dogs away. Keep your dogs away, I guess. But then I... Connie Abels, a realtor, oh, yeah. <laughs> she commented. Oh, what did... She said, baby skunks do not spray. I have three of them living in my bedroom closet when I was a kid for a what? month till my stepfather found them. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> I used to feed them milk from my baby sister's doll bottle. This is the best story I've ever heard. <laughs> I didn't know any better at 14 years old, but they never sprayed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that so much. A <laughs> realtor uh, used to feed baby skunks. An experience. I'm glad she's our realtor. That's who I want to be in business with. A classic. I came home today. My best kitty is missing from a locked apartment. His name is Stella. He's 11 years old. He's the sweetest, most loving loving member of the family. He lives on Columbia Avenue near the 400 Theater off Sheridan Road. Please message me if you have seen him. And these are horrible. Yeah. Like we said last week, it's all lost cats. And we've had an instance where... Or or found cats. We lost our cat. Yeah. I mean, for five Tem- minutes, yeah. you know, yeah, and it's like, out. oh, my God, you're so you're, you're never going to see this cat. Yeah. It just like throws you for mm-hmm. a loop. But then, you know, you read 10 minutes later. It's like great news, although a, a bit embarrassing. <laughs> you know, the dog kind of freaked out the cat and the cat hid. But we found this is that always turns out. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the people I comment were like. Did you check under the bed? <laughs> you yeah. know? It's like, oh, come on. But yeah, 90% of them lost cats. Yeah. So we're thankful that uh, Stella <laughs> was uh, found. Uh, to whom it may concern, I've left your keys and vape in a tree <laughs> off lunch just on the corner of Western. So somebody lost keys and a vape. This, per, uh, nice. this person. Does anyone name, know the name of the new witch store that's <laughs> opening near Morse? It's a witch store? What does that mean? I don't know. Like an occult store, but yeah. I like just calling it a witch store. Yeah. I don't know. So apparently there's a, oh. a new witch store. I'd rather store. have that than a, than like a cell phone store. So. Yeah, or a vape Fine. store. <laughs> or yeah. a vape store, yeah. Uh, and finally... Uh, my friend found a parrot in her front in front of her house by Green Buyer Park on Peterson. They don't know what to do. It jumped onto her shoulder. <laughs> it is definitely a pet and tame. Wouldn't that be amazing if you're just walking around and, and a parrot just jumped on your shoulder? <laughs> Any suggestions? Somebody replies, there's someone posting on the Nextdoor app for their lost bird. <laughs> Uh, another person. I know I have seen someone walking around with a parrot on their shoulder before. Yep, Rogers Park. Uh, another person says, post in the 911 parrot alert. They can help with finding its family. That's This is a thing that exists. 911 parrot alert. Official. It's a, it's the 911 parrot official. Meanwhile, please feel free to let me know if you need advice or resources for taking care of it, identification, etc. Parrots are my passion. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have three of them. <laughs> Parrots are my passion. Uh, that's a person responding to another person. I swear I saw a Jenny Stringer post about a lost parrot not long ago. Or maybe I dreamt it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? That kind of looks like Sharon Endo's bird. <laughs> and then this Mary person says, hey, I'll take the bird. <laughs> Nobody responded. She responds a little bit later. Seriously, I'll take the bird. <laughs> I have other birds I take care of. And then this other person responds again. He's like, please, please try to find its actual owner before giving it to some random person on the Internet. <laughs> if I lost any of my birds, I would be absolutely devastated. I've seen so many lost birds in various parrot groups. <laughs> but a lot, of people, world. a lot of people never get their birds back because some random person decides to keep it or give it away. Please, please don't do that. This person responds to him. I'm not some random person. I have birds. <laughs> and I'm capable of caring for this bird until the owner comes forward. And then you got your classic, your 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 guy who does bits mm-hmm. says, what about becoming a pirate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, of course. Right, thanks, know. Dad. <laughs> yeah. And then this merry person responds again. No, I want to keep him. And then uh, finally, thank you to everyone who's trying to help. My friend said they believe they have connected with the owner and will be returning the parrot to them so uh, I was worried about the parrot but thankfully the parrot found found its its way to its way back home its way back home alright so that's uh, another episode of Molly and Pete Save Everything I am Pete I'm Molly and if you you've got some homework to do hacky sacks and grocery bagging please tell us you can I guess the easiest way to be would be to contact us on Twitter at Peter Zim at La Familia Green. Is that the easiest way? Should I Just set up a... Just say Peter Zim because I, I never check Twitter. <laughs> they could reach you on Instagram. Yeah. Or on... If we're Facebook friends. <laughs> I'm sure most of you are. <laughs> you can just comment under my post when I post this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hacky sack, groceries, and uh, that's it. If, if uh, you uh, subscribe, that would be great. And rate us four stars or five stars. Is it four stars? No, it's five stars. Five stars. Because we have our on our ratings, it's all five stars, except there's one one star, but... Too much parrot talk. It might be my, that might have been my mom who accidentally like hit, <laughs> she meant to hit five, but she accidentally hit one. And then she like, it was like day, it was like, like it was like a long time afterwards she like fessed up to it. <laughs> so she, she also come, had to come out to you for, oh, some, yeah. Uh, yeah. for some shame. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to, we don't know when we'll do this next, but uh, probably sometimes. I used to know you when we were young. You were in all my we sat together in period one, Fridays at 8.15. Now I see your face in the strangest places, movies and magazines.